1: To help solve hunger in. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money.
2: Welcome in. Rob Black in Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing more. Let's get you to retirement. That's the goal, right? I struggle with this every day. What will my life look like when I stop doing this? This is the last radio show I'll ever do. I used to do a nationwide radio show. I've done radio shows for a couple different big media companies. This is it. And then I'm done. My work is over. And at that point in time, I tone it down, and I maybe become like mayor of a city or something along those lines, but I don't quite know. My goal is to have enough money to have that ability to do whatever I want that I don't know I want to do. So what's your goal? Do you have enough money to do it? I doubt most of you do. According to studies, you don't. So there's some downside momentum from Friday's big sell-off. It has kind of played out a little bit today. I was at the gym late Friday, and I looked at the mark. I was like, ooh, good God, I didn't even talk about that today. And all the momentum names, the Netflixes, the Amazons, the Googles, they've kind of broken down the Teslas and other stocks were holding up pretty well overall the market was holding up pretty well but the Facebooks, the Twitters all have broken down they've lost their momentum or is was it Fox or was it CNBC the no momentum, the no momentum <laughs> names um, cute I wish I had thought of it myself I didn't NASDAQ's down 5. Dow's down 47. SP and down 3. 10-year Treasury sits 2.7. Eh, okay. So I see a, a lack of confidence in the stocks, but also a lack of confidence in the bonds. I'm telling you that, you know, it's not exactly a, a fear movement at this point in time. Asian European stocks lower following the U.S. trend. World Bank lowered its 2014 forecast for Chinese GDP from 7.7% to 7.6%. That's a pretty big drop. When you're talking about the second biggest economy, that's, you know, one-tenth here, one-tenth there. It adds up. There were some pro-Russia demonstrations in eastern Ukraine. That's not good news. But it's really not adding up for the market action at this point in time. It doesn't feel... Tech stocks around the world are being particularly hard hit as valuation has suddenly emerged as a consideration. So when you look at the Facebooks and the Twitters, you're like, wow, this is expensive. Okay, so you have 100 million eyeballs, but this feels expensive. That'll change. I'm not stressed by that. Again, I'm not a big holder of momentum names, but I do own some. Slowdown in enthusiasm from many market leaders and actively traded stocks has raised some worry that anxiety could spread to other sectors. First quarter earnings reports start tomorrow, Alcoa. You might remember Alcoa's old, 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 old slogan from childhood. We can't wait. We can't wait for tomorrow. Alcoa can't wait. I don't even know what that means. but They make a lot of aluminum goods, and we consume a lot of aluminum goods, whether it's airplanes, or whether it's soda cans. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo are going to report on Friday. They're kind of important because they're the banks. Banks have been really outperforming nicely. Forecast for aggregate 2014 first quarter S&P 500 earnings, i.e. the big market that we pay attention to. It calls for a slight decline compared to last year. Final numbers may not be end up that negative because they'll get revised higher, but earnings growth trends are not going to be impressive even if aggregate earnings beat expectations. So we're still not where we're seeing the revenue pickup that we want to equal higher quality earnings. We still see the job numbers, and the Friday job numbers are okay. I was surprised the market sold off as much as it did, but again, it, it's a game, it, it's not a gamble. It is what it is. Some days you sell off because momentum names finally get slaughtered. Market actions typically restrain during the early portion of earnings season as people try to assess overall trends. That could be the case now. For the year, the S P 500 is up. How much do you think? Let's play a game. How much is the market up? Nine-tenths of one percent. Nine-tenths of one percent. Do we get a golf clap for that? That seems... Yeah, I guess we do. I want a golf clap at my house. Like, if I cook a really good meal or I do something loving and sweet, a nice golf clap would be uh, all that in a bucket of chicken. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe if, maybe at the end of every show, i will now start requesting one. And you won't get tired of that at all, will you? Probably not. Um Okay. So the SP 500 is up almost 1% for the year. And 17% of the SP 500 is down 10%. Now, a 10% is considered bearish. We see uh, 2% corrections in some names, we see 45% correction in other names, we see 5%, 10%. So right now, the majority of the stocks that have pulled back are in that 5% area. The 10%, though, is 17%. So it is kind of a stock picker's market. The big damage in the stock market has been in the NASDAQ, which is down 5.3% from its recent high. Once high-flying Internet and biotech stocks, biotech stocks have just had a rough, rough quarter. A rough, rough month of March and April. And that makes sense, because they had a glorious 2013. Glorious. Anytime you have something glorious, like, uh, there's a little pain to be suffered from it. Whether it's performing, you know, uh, at the gym, or you go out and have a crazy night of dancing, the next day you're like, oh, my back, oh, my back. Same thing with market. There's a little price to be paid for big movement, ups. So we're dealing with that. Again, it's not horrific. Apple and Yahoo, eBay and Oracle, all are declining. Small gain in Netflix and Microsoft. Mattel shares slump after a downgrade. Toymaker got downgraded to underperform. Mattel, obviously, uh, Hot Wheels, uh, Barbie, Cyclical declines in Barbie and Hot Wheels, disappointment with Max Steel and Ever After High, deteriorating sales for Monster High. That's not good news. I don't know, if something tells me like the toy market, just. I would not want to be in the toy market considering the world of Apple iPads and iPhones and everything else kids play with these days. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Roche, Swiss cancer drug specialist. They've acquired privately held Massachusetts-based company, IQUM for $450 million. They're strengthening their molecular diagnostics offerings with cutting-edge technology and products that serve the point-of-care segment. So little acquisitions amongst a little turmoil in the biotech arena. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. got a big event coming up at the end of this month. Gonna do a money one-on-one type of event. Basically everything that you need to know, as far as money goes, especially, you know, in your twenties and thirties. Got that event coming up at the end of the month. You can sign up for it at robblack. dot com.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your
2: money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Disney
2: may never make another flop of a movie. John Carter, Man from Mars. Why? They can roll out Pixar films. They can roll out Disney films. They can roll out Marvel films, Star Wars films. Disney won the weekend. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, soared $96.2 million. Worldwide total of $303 million. What came in second this weekend? Noah? Did anyone see that? Uh, Biblical Film hit the number two spot with $17 million. It's earned $72 million. I have no feel for what's going on in the movies right now. I'll catch a couple of these when they come through Netflix or On Demand. But, Mostly men, boys, uh, saw the Captain America film. Coming out in April, and it set a record for April. So I guess we'll say congratulations, Captain America, but... I don't know Chris Evans the star of that film interestingly said that when his Captain America contract runs out he wants to get into directing man I would want to milk that for all it's worth between you and me all it's worth and maybe then even a little bit more so I know I know but you're not an artiste I want to be an. I'm a dancer! A lot of people don't know that about me. One of those things that I'll throw out, like, uh, kind of mockingly at a party. If I can be all dramatic, I'll go,
1: But I am a dancer!
2: And all people's heads turn around and look. Yeah, that's me. I'm so, very man, important. I am very important, and I will not see the Anchorman 2 sequel. Something tells me stay away, stay away, stay away. I loved the first film. Working in television, that first film is so right on with with the television news industry. Um, But the second one, uh, it can't be good. Mankind. Not Mankind, Mankind, but Mankind the stock. Uh, Down 12%. Provider of therapeutic diabetics products and inhalable insulin. Um, the FDA has extended its review of their drug to extend it past July 15th. Last week, the company's first drug, uh, insulin therapy, it's still waiting FDA approval. Uh, the FDA panel backed their first drug and the stock had a massive day. It went from, I don't even know if this is right, but like four-ish to eight-ish. Um, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster to the point that people want me to talk about it. That's the kind of game I don't win. I don't play biotechs. Uh, because if they have that product, it's going to be great. But if they don't, oh no. And one of my missions on the show is to not hurt you. I always know that. Um, I can't possibly stay on top of the biotech space. I don't think you can either. I barely think people who work at biotech companies can stay on top of them. Dinworth Financial down 3% today. Lawsuit was announced alleging misleading statements coming from the company. Accused of investors making certain false and misleading statements related to stability and outlook of its mortgage unit. So, eh, not a big news day, huh? Intel in the news today. Pacific Crest Securities upgraded the semiconductor's stock to outperform based on strong corporate PC demand potential gains in the server market. You know what's interesting about Intel? I used to care. And now I just really don't. I don't know the difference between an i7, i5, and i3. I used to know the difference between the 8086, the 286, the 386, the 486, the Pentium. And it all made sense to me. And now I just don't care. As a consumer, that's pretty damning to them. Because I kind of assume my semiconductor, anything that I buy, is going to be fast enough. I don't need the latest, greatest, fastest bread-slicing semiconductor that I used to need. I don't. My Windows, when I use Windows, it boots up in 15 seconds. That's all I need. It gives me a chance to, chest, uh, to check, chest, check, chest, check, 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 test of text messaging. Boy, I think I may have had a heart attack or a, a brain aneurysm on air today. Gives me a chance to check text messaging. Intel's new server platform poised to reaccelerate spending at traditional IT customers. It could be a big boost to Intel's data center business. Woo! Right? Not feeling that sex appeal of that story, are you? Me neither. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Game of Thrones just kicked off on HBO. HBO is a product of Time Warner. And Time Warner's playing a game with HBO of how long can we stay more pre- prevalent than Netflix it's one of the highest rated cable shows it has twists that you know people talk about the next day on the internet um, they sell out fan events in minutes it's one of those shows that has kind of a phenomenon feel so what made the show a phenomenon the Basically, producers said, we want $8 million an episode. So, they got $6 million, and then they said, we want $8 million. So, it's kind of interesting. An average cable episode of any television show costs about $2 million. So, if you start thinking about all the TV shows, like the Larry David one... Any TV show on cable, $2 million. It kind of shows you that costs are kind of out of control, but I'm not going to go there. But uh, they actually built big size boats when they had a big size boat battle scene because they got the money to do it. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220. Oh, by the way, HBO Go crashed last night. During the uh, Game of Thrones season premiere, tell you again, they do have the hit on their hands. Um, how long can they milk that? Probably another three to five seasons. Uh, it's like how long can AMC Networks milk the zombie show? It's at some point in time it peaks, it jumps the shark. Fonzie goes over a, a, a shark, a, a pool full of sharks, in his motorcycle, and it's never the same show again. E <laughs> Fonzie. I don't know. Something, something always struck me as weird about Fonzie. Like a 45 year old guy pretending to be 18 years old. Something always struck me as weird. Are you with me or are you against me? Choose a side. 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 to get your calls in the air. We'll take a break here. I'll be right back here listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black.
1: 20 KDOW traffic. An accident has cleared in Fremont in this Bay Area update. Brought to you by the TJ Martell Foundation. Southbound 88 after Stevenson. This cigar crash was in the left lane. Now cleared off to the shoulder. Traffic stacked up solid all the way out to Welling. Stalled motorcycle reported on the upper deck of the Bay Bridge. Westbound direction right before the center anchorage. Right lane is blocked there. Caltrans is... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. So a lot of people are talking about an internal correction in the stock market. And I get it. People have been dumping what are called high beta stocks, big movers. They move more than the market up. They move more than the market down. Momentum stocks, uh are being sold for low beta value names. You know, a name like Facebook what that goes from 28 to 70 is being sold off for something that goes from 16 to 17. So high growth multiple stocks, high growth high multiple stocks, stocks that matter to a lot of people, are getting slammed. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We have the SP 500 down 3. The NASDAQ down 40. The NASDAQ down 9. The Dow down 66. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is with NewFocusFinancial.com. Let's talk about
3: prepaying a mortgage, Chad. You've recently had some new concepts that you want to add to this argument. Well, it's it's really only new for people that are close to or in retirement. Okay. Um, for younger people, I don't think you should prepay your mortgage at all, um, especially if you have not maxed out your IRAs, your 401Ks, your Roths, because, look, if you, your house is going to go up and down in value regardless of how much you owe on it. Right. So if you have an extra dollar, if you put that extra dollar into your 401k, the entire dollar goes to work in investments for you. If you take that dollar home, you'll pay taxes on it. You only have $0.70 left over to prepay your mortgage. And again, what difference does it make? Because if you can afford your mortgage, your house is going to go up and down in value no matter what. So maximize your investments. Maximize your 401ks, your Roths. You know, save, make sure you build a large portfolio. People, 30s, 40s, and even most of the time in the 50s, should not make extra payments on their mortgage. Where it changes a little bit is certain circumstances in retirement where people are saying, I've got cash that really needs to be safe like in CDs or in shorter duration bonds. What what do I do with it? Can I beat, you know, I've refinanced my home. I've got a 30-year at, you know, under 4%. Can I beat that? With safe money out there. And that's really tough to do. It's really tough to do in this environment. So it makes it a tougher decision. Here's where it's not a tough decision, though. Okay. I've had this email question before from my listeners, your listeners, mostly yours. Let's <laughs> say, should I pull, my mortgage is only $100,000, should I pull $100,000 out of my IRA and pay it off? Well, that's the worst idea you could ever think of. Why is that? Well, if you pull $100,000. I, I can out, come up with worse ideas. <laughs> this is a pretty bad one, though. Because if you have 100000 in your IRA, you have to pay taxes on a lot of money. So you're going to lose 35% of it at least, right? Sure. So that doesn't make sense. But it, let's say you're a retiree, and you've refinanced or your, your interest rate's really low. You're not getting much of a tax deduction. Or let's say you're 15 years into a 30-year loan, and you're no longer getting much of a tax deduction for it. And you've got cash, or you've got a large gain in your bond portfolio, and you like to peel some of those gains off it might make sense for you to pay off that mortgage as long as you can still itemize your deductions because bonds are at historically low rates. And part of that is because of operation twist, quantitative easing, those types of things. Eventually they'll end. Rates will rise. But for some, Rob, it's even an emotional decision that just makes them feel good to be able to be retired and not have a mortgage payment. And sometimes those emotional decisions are a lot more important than maximizing every dollar. Um, so, i and if you've got extra cash, let's say you inherited it, let's say severance pays something, and that cash is either going to go into bonds or pay off a mortgage um it's it's a It's a very careful consideration you've got to really study the tax return, run an analysis if you can still itemize your deductions after you pay off your mortgage, it might be something worth looking into with that said, different people
2: have different images and thoughts on mortgages. My mom has a mortgage. She's 75-plus years old.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a mortgage. One of the first things I learned in the business is we're always going to have debt. Just get used to it. Just make sure that you can service it is probably the primary issue. Right. Credit card debt, bad. No doubt about it. 18% credit card debt, bad. Get rid of it. But mortgage debt's good debt. It's low-cost money.
3: Well, it's, it's great. I mean, the, the reason why you and I both like and own real estate is because mortgage is a useful tool to leverage, get into a property, have somebody else pay you to rent if, they, yeah. if they're renting. Um, so it's a way for other people to build up your wealth for you. Uh, same thing with a house. Um, the problem is is that when you get to retirement and you have limited assets, you're, you know, a lot of people are retiring without enough money. So it becomes a situation of should you pay it off, or maybe you should do a reverse mortgage and have the reverse mortgage pay it off if you haven't saved enough, um, or maybe you should just move and go rent somewhere really cheap that doesn't have state income taxes. You, you've really got to look at all the situations and, and and find the thing that makes most sense for you. That's a cliché thing to say. Yeah. But it's hard to tell people, yes, when you're 60, pay off your mortgage. That doesn't work for everybody.
2: And I'll add a little color to that. Is I think it, it's very helpful if you have a professional like a CPA or a CFP help you with determining if it's appropriate or not because doing it yourself, you miss big pictures. You miss big concepts at times.
3: Yep. And a lot of people think their mortgage is a great tax deduction, but again, if you're a long ways into your mortgage, it's mostly principal, and it's no longer much of a tax deduction. It could just be a cash outflow. I'm with you. It's CFP
2: Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So the screeching sound you're hearing is the market losing a little bit of momentum. But there's some stories out there that are non-market momentum name-driven angles. I don't know if that means any sense at all. Um, this one's kind of interesting. Amazon's new grocery delivery service. Amazon.com is momentum name. Fire TV was a big announcement last week that I don't think it got anyone terribly fired up. It's another streaming device that will have things like HBO and Showtime online. If you subscribe to the services, you can get now watch it on your device. Kind of cool, kind of nice. It'll have Amazon's Prime service online. Streaming video market, Uh, the e-commerce behemoth started a new grocery delivery system. It puts it in competition with the nation's largest supermarkets as well as thousands of local groceries. I've been seeing more and more of these Amazon Fresh products, uh, vans around. They launched a new product named Amazon Dash that allows users to add groceries and household goods to their shopping list using Amazon's Amazon Fresh service. Um, Dash is only available right now on the West Coast or parts of the West Coast is probably the better way of saying that. They offer over five hundred thousand items, just as Amazon challenged Walmart in traditional retail and with a great deal of success. They're now going to challenge big names like Kroger Kroger in um, Kroger has ninety seven billion dollars of revenue amazon seventy four billion. Will Amazon catch them? Yes, they will. Will they catch them in groceries? Probably not. But, you know, the fear with Amazon is is when do they stretch themselves too thin? They can grow at rates at or above 20% for how long? He can create, and when I say he, I'm talking Jeff Bezos, can create new products. You know, the e-book reader, when he used to sell books, Now he's telling you the platform to read future books, right? Groceries are not consumer electronics, though. And some of the model that makes consumer electronics so successful may have very little in common with soap and salads. So we'll watch. Again, I'm excited. I think the future is fun to watch it play out. Um. You know, on top of that Amazon story, I would say there's probably a story on Yahoo today that's kind of similar, but not as successful, right? Yahoo! And tell me this underwhelms, or maybe you're excited by this. Yahoo's raising its ambitions on online video. It looks like they're close to ordering four original web series programs. Oof. Unless they get that Jerry Seinfeld one. Oof. I don't know, right? The yeah, guy looking for short-form web originals, they're, uh, they're looking for basically 10-episode, half-hour comedies, per budget ranging at $700,000 to a few million dollars. I already told you that Game of Thrones, you know, $8 million an episode. So they're looking well under that. They're looking for TV caliber, so that they can sell that to their advertisers when it holds its upfronts, which they refer to as new-fronts. It's a very costly and a very crowded market for top-notch original programs and series. Um, You're competing with Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Try to watch an episode of House of Cards this weekend. Boring. I don't get what all the fuss is about. TV landscape has fragmented over the past several years. Um, 283 million Americans watch TV each month. But how much of that can Yahoo get? Eight hundred? Five, one, six, twelve, twenty, it's eight hundred. Five, one, six, twelve, twenty Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. Got an event coming up uh, into this month. And then I think I'm taking like two months off after that. Just so you know. Um, big event coming up in Burlingame. It's kind of as far north as I get. Um, It's the 26th of the month. Saturday, April 26th, 9 a.m. to noon. I'm doing a 20 Steps to Financial Freedom. In the afternoon, CFP Chad Burton will be doing a Wealth and Income, aligning your retirement goals with your estate plan. It's coming up in Burlingame, two events, one Saturday. You can sign up for either or at robblack.com. That's That's robblack.com. your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. I think we're kind of in a dull market that's showing signs of correction. We're moving into earnings season. We've had a great five-year run without a correction. It's been a long time since we've had a good 10% pullback. And we've had many years of up, 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 up. Um, the Russell 2000 is underperforming The S&P 500 The momentum names have kind of broken down The biotech names have broken down S&P 500 is down 10 today Then Dow's down 99 Then Nasdaq down 23 I'm okay You know it's already April 7th And we're not having a glorious up year But I feel like my 401k investments are fine Do I need to tinker with it? I tinker with it every year. I rebalance twice a year. I like it when we have a down market because I'm getting more shares of what I want. So the Russell 2000 is a small cap index. It's underperforming the S&P 500. And that's a little bit of concern. Over the past 12 months, it's outperformed the S&P 500. Recent performance doesn't come as too big of a surprise. Small caps came into the year overvalued on some levels on on momentum for sure. We're increasing payrolls in the United States, but and that's positive for small caps. But we haven't seen wages and job quality getting any better. The jobs number in our economy, it's I I would hate to be mid. Mid class right now, middle class. it just doesn't feel like it's 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 building to what you want. seems like we're working harder for to get by so the Russell two thousand is important to watch because it kind of shows you that we have upside. Russell two thousand, in my mind, reflects the u s job market because it's small companies that do the hiring, not big companies. So, it's been a couple of years since we've had a 10% correction. And I'd like that, to be quite honest with you. It would take some of the pressure off. Everyone looks smart in an up market. And that's where I kind of feel bad for people, um, is that they don't know what to do in a down market. You know, I've got a friend who was up 15% last year and thinks they're all that in a bucket of chicken, but the market was up 30%. Now, in a down market, if they're down 15%, what are they going to think of themselves? Uh, right? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Money, investing, and or more. Um, I highly support and endorse anything you want to talk about. I want you to have enough money to get to retirement. You know, one stock that I I look at, and it always makes me smile, is Sears. Jim Cramer once referred to Sears as the next Berkshire Hathaway. And he must have been, like, smoking dope. He must have been taking money from the company. There must have been something going on. Because he was emphatic about it. And I always looked at Sears as that horrible, horrible retail place that I never wanted to go to as a kid. And as an adult, I still don't really want to go to a Sears. If I'm ended up in a Sears, basically my washer dryer's broken down, because I don't want the, I don't want the clothes. Their, their tool section's pretty good. But kind of Home Depot pushed them away. which have you ever been in a Home Depot? I will tell you, there are some of the most odd collections of eclectic oddness there. Like, who buys that? That's one of my favorite things do to do when I go into Home Depot is play the game of, who buys this? A green porcelain frog with his tongue sticking out that spits water out of its mouth. I know, I know, you probably have one in your yard and I just offended you. So Sears is, um, in the news today, they're down 19%. And basically they're selling off everything that's good in the company. Like Land's Inn. Um... In the past three years, the company has sold off $2.3 billion in assets. And they sold off the good stuff, and it's leaving the stock with just bad stuff left in it. So, would I own Sears? No way. I, I can't imagine the scenario where I would own Sears. I can't imagine it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. A homeless man last weekend found an ATM that continued to give thousands of dollars. The homeless man was filling up a shopping bag from the ATM. And it spit out $37,000 in error. And the guy was just trying to get $140. He was homeless. And I, I don't know what homeless person has an ATM. Who knows? So the man agreed to give the money back to the banks. No charges were pressed. The man's identity stayed anonymous. But I guess that's what we all want, right? So, uh I don't know, it's kinda of like I'm not like saying it's playing a slot machine that's always paying you out. Like how long do you stay at it? But thirty seven thousand dollars was probably a bit too long. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred, five one six, twelve twenty. Biotech and momentum names again losing. That's a big story today. A lot of pro-Russian protesters kind of making us think, uh-oh. Some of last week's momentum names have kind of found a little bit of a buy. FireEye, Facebook, LinkedIn, Splunk, and Tesla all moving higher. 800 1220 to get your calls in the air. Drop me an email rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Don't forget, i get got a similar coming up in Burlingame at the end of the month, April twenty sixth. You can sign up for it at robblack.com.
1: Walked a thousand miles more, trying to keep you off my mind. I've knocked on a thousand doors, I'm sure, just to see what I might find. I said, in the arms of- A pair of accidents causing delays in both directions of 880 in this Bay Area update brought to you by from T.J. Martell Foundation.
2: Is you need to get the right loan that fits your need. Name, God, and
1: brought to you by the T.J. Martel Foundation. Starting off with Northbound, more about Music's Promise for a Cure. R-A-D-E. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I got a call that I had to kind of shortchange. I co-write my television show while I'm writing the radio show. And I do not really want to shortchange it. Visa, publicly traded company, stock that I've said I've liked for five years. Basically, ever since they came public, I've said, it's an interesting company, it's an interesting concept, and you should buy it on any sort of debts. They're not a bank. They don't loan money. They're When the economy gets bad, their transactions go down, but we still transact. I've got at least three products in my wallet that say Visa on it. That every time I do a transaction, let's say, what's that? Is it Quicksilver? One of those credit cards gives you 1.5% back on your money. So any transaction you make, you can get cash back or airline miles or what have you. Visa's not paying that. That's the bank. Now, banks obviously have exposure to bad loans. And the algorithms that go into banks at this point in time, they pretty much so have a pretty good clue of how much money they're going to lose in a worst-case scenario. So, I like banks, but this isn't a bank. This is a transaction company. And take a look around. You know, more and more of what we're doing. I went to an ATM machine recently, and I think I've told the story once on the air, and it felt weird. I was like, who goes, who does this? And there's certain people in your life that you have to pay cash to. Uh, sometimes it's a small retailer, sometimes it's, you know, that that help that's not documented. Visa hopes you choose paper, plastic. They want you to choose plastic. Next year is going to be a very expensive year, I believe, as most retailers in America are going to upgrade their credit card system. It's now gotten to the point that it's out of control, the amount of theft that goes on in the United States because we're using an archaic swipe system. So Visa can boast more than 2 billion credit payment cards are out there. As part of its business, the company licensed the name Visa to member institutions, which issue and market their own Visa products and participate in Visa payment networks. The company also offers debit cards, Internet payment systems, value storing, smart cards, traveler's checks. Their service can be used worldwide, pretty much so on any continent. Well, definitely on any continent, but pretty much so in any country. Um, I can't say that for definitive, but I will look into that. I would imagine that every country does some sort of business with them. Now, there will be different financial authorities that will issue reviews on the credit cards, how the industry works, how the industry gets paid, how the small guy gets hurt, doesn't get hurt. But... Walmart recently came out and basically sued Visa, and they basically said, "You know, look, we're spending three billion plus dollars a year to do transactions. Why can't we become? Why can't we do this some other way?" So Walmart sued them for five billion dollars, claiming the card network charged unreasonably high fees. Retailers are charged fees set by Visa and other card members every time a customer pays the credit card or debit card. Have you ever been like um, some? Gas companies will only take cash, because they don't have a lot... Gas doesn't have a huge markup, and gas companies, they make the money on... Uh, when I say gas companies, gas stations, they make the money off the sodas. They don't make the money off the gas. I know a couple of gas station owners, and none of them are, like, wildly wealthy. So Walmart says the swipe fees are too high and violate antitrust regulations. Now, Visa's not commenting on the lawsuit. Walmart, you know, helped win a $3 billion class action settlement with Visa and MasterCard in 2003 over the card network's requirement that merchants who accept their cards also must accept their debit cards. There's blah, 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 blah that I can go into in Interchange. What I'd prefer to go into is to tell you that, you know, you know, The courts, in unambiguous language, suggest that regulations are a reasonable interpretation of legislation, and structures are very convoluted. A recent court win in a court of appeals was positive for the card industry, and much so more specifically, it preserves Visa's 70% U.S. debit share. The removal of uncertainty regarding the aforementioned case the likely U.S. credit share gains by Visa as companies like Chase transition most of its customer cards towards Visa over the next year could drive further outperformance for Visa. And yet, the whole Dick Durbin interchange court case has caused people to say, this is a selling situation, when in reality it's not. It's a buying situation. So our caller, Warren, was a little concerned and I understand it. Recent court action, it looks like it's negative, it's not. Now there's also other stories like Russia where Visa stopped doing payment services in one Russian bank tied towards sanctions towards that bank. With that said, you now have a 10% correction in Visa stock, going from 226 to 200. Okay, you can live with a 10% correction, right? We were already talking earlier in the show about how some stocks have pulled back 5%. Uh, some have pulled back 10%. Look, we can go a lot lower. Visa's not cheap. Here's a little secret. Everyone knows this company is great. Everyone wants to be this company. We've all probably said once or twice in our life, man, if I, I wish I had a piece of that business. Well, you can. So if I were to buy Visa today, first and foremost, I'd look at the last five years and say, I'm pretty damn happy. I'm pretty pleased that I've said on the air numerous times that I think it's a a buy, a buy or accumulate, not a sell. I don't see a reason to sell. I don't see a reason to panic. If you have two, three years on your hands, you have to let the company grow into it. Um, and again, banks in the modern bank, I see them going away. I see fewer and fewer branches, and that's been proven already that with the downsizing of branches. The whole 9-11 thing turned out to be a big plus for financial transactions because we used to actually have to send checks to a facility, and now you can do checks with, the, you know, you can take a picture of it. I see that trend continuing. I know Visa's investment portfolio. They've used acquisitions very, very wisely. I've spoken at their company, and they are a very smart and very shrewd group. Are they as cutting edge as Google? No. But they own a pretty good piece of property, financial transactions world. Now, MasterCard to me is very, very similar. But to me, MasterCard has that international Angle bigger um, as far as potential. Sometimes it's okay to be number two, and I, I feel pretty comfortable with them. But I, I, for some reason, I always focus on Visa. Maybe it's a little domestic angle. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about money investing and more. I think I've pounded Visa into the chair at this point in time. You know, one of the stories that's out there that we always talk about, Apple. And I'm stunned by how much cash they have on their balance sheets. When you see it written down, it's just it's almost preposterously funny. Visa has a crazy amount of money, a crazy amount of cash. $159 billion. Now... Ten years ago, they had $5.5 billion. If you were to lay it out in dollar bills, their stockpile would cover 630 square miles. And Apple seems happy to let it sit. What could they do that would be fun? They could buy the rights to the NFL. And they could take it away from Dish networks. Google could do that. A lot of people think Google will do that and put it on YouTube at some point. But things are going so swimmingly well for Google and Apple, they don't really have to spend their cash right now. So they got that going for them in the future. Apple can buy back a lot of shares. Now, we're just speculating. Apple once was in a very, very bad position that they had to basically rely on the generosity of Microsoft to, you know, help out. Amazon, on the other hand, is like going after robots, and Facebook's going after messaging platforms and virtual reality. The money doesn't seem to be burning a a hole in their pocket. One analyst said that maybe Apple's saving it for difficult times without having to rely on capital markets, which can be mercurial. It's kind of self-insurance to have that cash on hand for times when things go bump in the night. You know, Apple could buy Mars, the whole planet. They could put a colony on it for $160 billion. That's crazy. Apple could use 20% of that cash, and they could buy Tesla for $30 billion. We'll see what they do. This is Rob Black, Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. Big event coming up in Burlingame at the end of the month. Sign up at robblack.com.
3: back up to the bullish side. So, short term, we're starting to see.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: About black talking all things financial. This little train talking about honestly, and for everyone in the East Bay, don't get mad at me when I say this. San Francisco is just a world-class city. I do hope that you have some ability to enjoy it. The weather that we had yesterday in the Bay Area—you must get out. You must get out and walk the city. Uh, And if not, I, I just. I think you're missing something. So final four, I think everyone's bracket got busted on that first day, right? Does anyone care? I I really don't. One of the things I am interested in is, like, for instance, I'm just fascinated by different things. First and foremost, the Hulk. Hulk Hogan. He makes an epic flub, epic flub at WrestleMania. How is WrestleMania still going on? How do parents let their kids watch this stuff? And again, it's a publicly traded stock. And one of the things that they did recently that's fascinating, and it's at a 52-week high. One of the things that they did fascinating was they created an online network that's basically 24-7, 365. It's a channel of wrestling and all things wrestling and all the shows. I, I don't know anything about it. Like, I don't know what shows they have. But Hulk Hogan... He returned the ring Sunday night as host of WrestleMania 30 at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. He opened the pay-per-view event by hitting the ring to greet the crowd. He made a mistake. He was at the Superdome, and he said he shouted out to the Silverdome. Whoops. The crowd was polite. They didn't respond. But then the more he did it, the more they started to respond. Anyway... He was confused because he had a match against Andre the Giant back in 1987. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's tough for me to say out loud without smirking, and The Rock, all got in the ring. And something, you know, what you gonna do, brother? Something about this just, it catches me and, and tells me, again... That's why I love Wall Street. Stock's at a 52-week high. Hulk Hogan has to be 90 years old. I don't, I don't know. They've been doing this for 30 years. That's insanity to me. That, Again, it's, it's entertainment. They used to be called the World Wrestling Federation. They got shut down by the World Wildlife Federation. So they changed it to uh, entertainment. And they, they realize they have a product and they have some sort of soap opera angle to it. But Virgin America is getting ready to come public, and they just got great approval. If you've ever flown Virgin, it's the only way to fly. If you can, by any chance, fly Virgin anywhere, take it. Um, the rates are incredibly reasonable if you book two to three months out. But they just got, you know, named Best Airline. It's a cool service. They got that weird lighting, ambient lighting thing going on inside the plane and They don't bring a card up and down. They just bring you your drink when you order it on your computer touch screen. They're going to become publicly traded. Like, I hope you, the listeners, see the stories and find the entertainment in them that I do, because I'm not making this up. I truly, truly dig my job. Whether it's watching the rise and fall and questionable rise again of Apple, speculating about what they could do with $160 billion um, in cash, I love the stories like CVS and Walgreens when there's a bird flu epidemic or a mosquito epidemic and old people are dying and some young people are dying. Flu shot season, it's the worst flu of the year. Kids are dying. And watching those stocks react. Again, I'm not taking pleasure in kids dying. There's nothing more absurd than the loss of a child. Nothing. Loss of an 89-year-old man makes sense. Loss of a child makes no sense at all. you know and there you have it wham bam there you go um, even things like you know Game of Thrones it's it's got a lot of viewers and it's a product and it's a product for Time Warner and I would imagine like if you have a five year old kid you can't let him watch that show but I would imagine when you're like 10-15 years old he's going to be watching that show Um, and probably HBO will be making money on it years after it's off. I mean, just like the movie, um, what movie am I thinking of? Oh, The Godfather. How many parents, how many parents have bought that for their kids to watch on VCR, and then on DVD, and then on Blu-ray, and then on digital, for no other reason other than we're just crazy consumers? Anyhow, and anyway, biotech stocks are erasing their opening losses. Some momentum names are coming back today after having a really rough week last week. The no momentum, no momentum names. Uh, the names like Facebook, big winners are becoming corrections in the market. It's good to do. If we don't have to go down and a market down 10, 20, 30%, Great. If we can do a sector-by-sector and kind of blow them up on occasion, that's better. But either one, you have to do it. It comes with the territory. So the SP 500 today is down 12. The Dow is down 111. The Nasdaq is down 34. Um, there's really no big story out there that's, like, formidably moving the market. Sears is having big problems. I think that's probably the story of the day, per se. The White House said they're going to have to stop doing all selfies because what Samsung's done, I basically created a commercial. Selfie. I hate the term. I love that people are having fun, but I hate the term. Let's take a break here. Come back in 22 hours. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show today at 1 o'clock here on KDOW AM 1220. I'm Rob Black.